is Buffs Nation. What's going on, everyone? Welcome on into the Buffs Nation podcast. I am Tyler Walgy, and today we are without our producer, Ryan Smith, and without co-host, Jared All. It's going to be uh, weird in studio, just me, but what we're going to do is uh, we're giving Ryan the day off, and we're going to get Jared on the phone here in uh, just a few minutes, and we're going to talk about what's been going on this last week with the CU Buffs, obviously Colorado losing to Utah, 38-21 in Boulder. Man, that was a tough game to watch. CU had a 21-10 lead in the second half and let that thing slip away. So the Buffs lose their first game of the year. And unfortunately, CU is left without an opponent this weekend. Colorado was supposed to play Utah. And uh, USC was supposed to take on Washington. The USC-Washington game was the Pac-12 championship. Well, the plan B happened for the North. Washington can't play, Oregon slides up to play USC, and unfortunately, according to protocol, that leaves the Colorado Buffaloes without an opponent this weekend. So, not good for CU. This drives me crazy. It seems like CU is just, uh, uh, you know, there for the Pac-12. We're sort of there for everyone else. We don't matter. Our schedule doesn't matter. What our record is, what we need doesn't matter. We're just sort of there to make things easy on the Pac-12 and USC and the rest of the country. So it drives me crazy. I don't like the spot that CU has been put in and uh, left without an opponent this weekend. They've already come out. Larry Scott, the commissioner of the Pac-12, Rick George, AD of Colorado, have both come out and said, nope, Colorado's not going to play a non-conference opponent. It's got to be a Pac-12 opponent if they play this week. But it doesn't look like CU is going to be playing until uh, bowl season's here. So, all right, uh, let's get to it. Uh, I was able to catch up with my co-host, Jared All, uh, for just a couple minutes, and we talked about CU last weekend, what to expect from CU coming up this weekend, and uh, let's play that back right now where uh, we were able to speak with co-host Jared All. Let's waste no more time. Let's get to Jared All. Jared, how are you? It's a bit of a weird day today. Yeah, it's been a rough few days for the boss, hasn't it, Tyler? Well, yeah, no kidding. I mean... Uh, look, I'm watching the Utah game this weekend. CU scores a touchdown to take a 21-10 to lead. I think it was the third quarter, and you're thinking, okay, things are looking good. Wrap this game up. And then Utah rattles off 28 straight points. So, yeah, it was a, a tough weekend for the Buffs for sure. Yeah, and it was one of those games where you can't really pinpoint any one thing that the Buffs didn't do or that, that the Utes did. It just... Things just didn't seem to click. I think missing Nate Landon in that second half really, really just took the energy out of the buffs, and they just couldn't couldn't quite get it put together. I think the offense got a little out of sorts. They were throwing the ball so much in the first half and having a ton of success, but it seemed like Utah really adjusted against that in the second half, and they just never could get Jarek Broussard going. Okay, obviously Nate Landman was a huge part of that, right? He gets hurt, and this team looks completely different. I mean, I don't want to oversell it and, and say that this whole team is riding on a landman. But to me, that was the, one of the biggest factors in the game. He goes out and suddenly everything started to change from that point on. And it wasn't just their inability to stop the run, which they really struggled with in the second half. It was just an all-around energy within the team that they were missing. And, and it is unfortunate, but it's something the Buffs have to figure out as they move forward because, you know, Nate Landman may be back next year. We still don't know a ton on this injury, what it's going to do for him, what it's going to do for his NFL stock. But at some point or another, Nate Landman's not going to be on this team. They've got to find a different way to generate that energy and that leadership. 
Yeah, I think so too. And it's gonna it's gonna be uh it's gonna be sad. I mean, we've been talking about Nate Landman all year long. I mean, he's probably right now the best overall player for CU. When you look at offense, defense, probably rating the highest on a consistent basis. I don't think basis. there's any doubt about that in my mind. Yeah, I mean, he's just been so good. And so, look, we wish him well. The first thing I thought is, I mean, obviously it was about CU. It's like, oh, no, he's going to be gone. But really, one of my first thoughts was, oh, no, you know, this kid has given so much to the university and so much to CU. I hope, I hope he's okay for the draft. I mean. Yeah, and, and you know, again, we'll, we'll wait and see what information comes out. I've heard ankle. Um, lower leg, which is, is, you know, typically better than say a knee. Um, but you know, I think that with the way that he played this year, I, I do still expect him to go out to the draft. I think he put enough of the body of work together that even if he misses that pre-draft preparation, I still think he's a highly ranked guy going into the draft, just like we talked about last week. Yeah. Anybody doing their homework, I think it's, that's pretty clear there. Um, all right. So and can we, can we just touch on something real quick? Yes. Landman? Did yes. you see the finalist list for the Buckkiss Award. Oh my god. How does god. he not make this list? Yes. I get that he goes down with an injury, but that's a joke. He's the best linebacker in, in, in college football, in my opinion, right now. It's an absolute joke that he does not make that list. I can't believe he did. And there's a couple linebackers for Utah that got on that list. These random guys from across the country. This is absolutely nonsense that he didn't make the Buckus Award finalist list. I can't believe it. And you know what? It's it's part of a bigger issue. And really, I think it's something that all CU fans are pretty pretty upset with right now and it's the fact that Colorado keeps getting thrown around tossed around it's like it's as if CU doesn't matter they're a place filler team we're here to make everyone else happy in college football and oh by the way your best player who may be one of the best defenders in the country not on the Buckus Award finalist list it's just more of the same in 2020 for the CU buffs if you ask me it's just a slap in the face yeah he's the only play only uh, linebacker in college football that has two uh, weekly Buckus Award winners. So that I mean, how, how you don't make the list? I, it's just I, you're right. I mean, the, the Buffs are not treated like a Power Five team. They're no. they're treated like a little brother. I mean, it's e- a joke. Even within the Pac-12, look what's happened this last weekend. I mean, CU play or slated to play Oregon. And really, there was no Plan B. I was reading on uh, I think it was the Denver Post. They were talking to uh, Larry Scott. About well, what happens if there if uh, Oregon gets slid up and in Washington can't play? What happens then? And the representative of the Pac-12 said, "Well, there really is no Plan B." Remember John Elway? That's nah, Plan A, and that's it. That's like that's how the Pac-12 is treating this. I mean, it's like you know, it, Colorado's there to make everyone else happy, and again. They're a they're a well, excuse me there they're more of a, a placeholder. It's like a what if scenario. And and you know we've we've really harped on the Pac-12 uh, this week, and and I you know I don't need to to continue to beat a dead horse and how we feel about how poorly they've handled everything along the way in this season. But this is just another example of it. And and I, I've heard rumors out there that the Buffs don't even have the ability to schedule a game because if something happens to USC now and they're not able to play this weekend, the Buffs need to be prepared to play in that <laughs> Pac-12 championship. Again, so you can't play a game, you don't get a chance to compete for the championship but don't you dare schedule another game because we need you just in case we can't miss out on that tv rating for that one tyler it's 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 ridiculous and again it's more the same this year for the buffs it drives me crazy uh there was a great article again denver post uh this is by sean keeler the name of the article larry scott is grinch that stole cu's christmas and the pac-12 can't stop kicking buffs fans in the teeth (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that perfectly that? describes how I feel right now. I mean, it's like, just like you talked about, you're tw- up 2110, you're feeling great, you know, you, you think you have an opportunity to potentially play in that Pac-12 championship, and then ever since that point, the last three or four days, it's just like worse and worse and worse, and now I'm just sour. I am just so frustrated and upset with, with the this, this scenario that the Buffs find themselves in, and it's hard to look back now on the season and feel so good about what a season that the Buffs had, because you really do. When you do look back at the beginning, where we were in February when, when he who shall not be named walked away in the night, uh, and then you get Carl Durrell coming in, and it's like, man, you really look at what he did with this team, and, and it's such an impressive first season, and you just leave with a sour taste in your mouth right now. All right, well, hopefully, see so you can play one more game, and that's kind of why we're doing this podcast here today, as I said earlier. Now, stay tuned on our uh, Twitter, at Buffs Podcast, or, of course, uh, give us a follow on Facebook, Buffs Nation Podcast. We will let you guys know as we get information. We'll let you guys know who CU plays, whether it's this weekend, the weekend after, if CU's going to have a bowl game. Now, we will be back next week, so stay tuned. Uh, next uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, we'll, we'll post a show next week. We'll get Jared back here in studio. Ryan will be back in studio, and we will talk some in-depth bu- uh, Buffs football because, again, we don't know who CU's going to play coming up. This is early recruiting period, so we will have some early recruiting news. I'm already seeing some stuff today, so that's really exciting for CU, but we'll save that for next week. But again, stay tuned to our social media. Stay tuned next week as these developments you know, start to unfold. We'll let everyone out there know kind of what's going on. But uh, Jerry, the Oregon game, like we said, canceled this weekend. So disappointing for the Buffs, and they are currently left without an opponent. So uh, before we wrap everything up on today's show, I did want to get one more thought from uh, the Utah game, what you thought about that. Did you? And I know that we don't like to criticize play calling too much on here. We like to let the coaches do what they do and kind of step out of the way when it comes to play calling. But I'm going to nitpick a little bit. Did you think that the Buffs came out and were too pass-happy from the get-go? Did you think there should have been more an emphasis on the run uh, because you're playing Utah and because of the, the, of the weather outside? The way I would word it, Tyler, is it felt like they got cute. You know, early on, they were trying to make an attempt to get the ball in Jarek Broussard's hands, but it was in a lot of little swing passes, a lot of things that he's not done a ton of this year, and it just was not very successful. But, you know, I, I do have to say that Sam Neuer looked strong in the first half. He had almost 200 yards passing in the first half, but I think what, which, what ended up happening is they got away from who they were. And then when it came time where they said, man, we got to get in the second half, running the football, it was just hard to get that going. And I, I have to give Utah a little bit of credit on that one. Uh, you know, more so, I think Utah really did a good job of shutting down what CU wanted to do. I think CU really struggled early on to have any success running the ball. And yeah, I will say that I think they got a, away from it a little bit too much throughout the course of this game. But I think that was as a result of how stout Utah was up front. I think we overlooked this opponent a little bit. We being the the fans, yeah. uh, you know, the two of us, and when we talked last week, I think we kind of assumed, oh, they're not looking so hot this year. This is a down year for them. I think the Buffs can do what they want to do against it. And what we saw was a strong defense that really depicted what CU could do. And, and it wasn't much. And I think in the second half, CU just really had a hard time finding rhythm. Sam Neuer really did struggle in that second half, and it just never really came together. There's just a lot of missed opportunities, some drop passes, some missed throws. It just it, they just couldn't quite make that big play. I think Jarek Broussard's longest run of the day was something like 17 yards. He just didn't get those big plays going, and I think that's where the bus missed it. He just didn't gash them and, and open things up for the running game. 
You know, one of my first thoughts was, uh, it was, oh boy, you can tell Kyle Whittingham has coached in a lot of snow games and Carl Durrell hasn't because there's there's a certain approach, a certain art to, to calling plays and, and orchestrating an offense and really game planning for a snow game because what you saw Utah do a lot of was just simple. These screen passes, get the ball into space, and then the defense is pretty much on skates. They can't cut left and right. When you know where you're going in the snow, it's so much more effective. You have such a huge advantage on offense. That's why we saw the so many special teams plays. I mean, the average kick return on special teams had to be over 30, 35 yards. You know, we saw uh, Rice uh, w- w- with that yeah. punt return. Friend Rice, the- yeah, he... The, the, the Buffs really, the special teams game was really strong. And, and I think you make a great point there, Tyler, that just having kind of that, uh, you know, effective game plan going into it. And, 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 and maybe you're right. Maybe the Buffs just outthought themselves a little bit and thought, oh, everyone's expecting us to run the ball. Watch us. We're going to now throw it. We're going to outsmart them. And maybe they outsmarted themselves a little bit well, in that game. M- maybe a little bit, but I honestly think it was more just in CU, it seemed learn this throughout the first half and it didn't stick in the second half for whatever reason but Utah kept doing that where it was just chunk play after chunk play get the ball to open space and let your you know your your guys work and sort of again once you get going downhill it's tough to stop them and I saw Utah keep on doing that throughout the game and see you just kind of stop doing that in the second half and I really believe that that coaching in the snow you start to understand it you get a feel for it and uh, that could be a lesson learner in the career of Carl Durrell, the head coach, because I think that was a big factor. Maybe not. Maybe you guys disagree with me, but I thought that the whole snow factor was so huge. And my last point there, I now have seen or heard from two different people, one of which went to see you, understands how the field works, and the other I saw on Twitter built this system, the underground heating system for the buffs. Now, I didn't know this before this game, Jared. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. See you. No, this is news to me as you're telling me now. Okay, so Folsom <laughs> Field has a heating system under the stadium, under the field, just for games like that. And what I saw, the guy who tweeted it on 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 Twitter was saying that what must have happened was the main system wasn't working, so they tried to use the auxiliary system for some reason. Now, I wasn't aware. I think they run hot water through pipes under the stadium, something like that. I'm not exactly sure how it works. But what he was saying, and he seemed very knowledgeable, was that CU has a heating system, and clearly it wasn't working for this weekend. And you know what? Whether that's true or not, right? Because this is sort of hearsay. It's sort of through the grapevine, sort of, you know, you read a tweet. it's certainly above my intelligence level, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. But what I saw this weekend was the snow benefiting Utah. And so if that was the case, if CU could have done more, that stings. That it was sort of in their hands, and for whatever reason, maybe it was too late in the week, maybe the snow came too late, maybe they couldn't get the system ready. I don't know, but for you know whatever reason, that 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 sort of stung to read that. It's like Tyler, that feels like excuses to me. It feels like us going, okay, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I need to find a reason why. Oh, there it is. That was it right there. No, I just I think the Buffs got outplayed. I think this is the first game this year that they just were outplayed. I, I, as I tried to analyze that game, try to figure out exactly pinpoint what it was just really in every area i think the buffs offense couldn't ever get in a rhythm against the defense we talked about the defense what nate once nate landon went down i mean this defense for the buffs played great in the first half they were put in so many bad spots 
uh, at one point in time in the middle of the second quarter, Utah was averaging starting at like their own 40 yard line. And the Buffs had only given up seven points at that point in time. They were looking so strong. Nate Landman goes down and it just kind of fell apart for him. And so I, I just think, I think they were out coached. I think they were outplayed. And that's the first time we could say that this year. It stings. It hurts to say that. But again, you have to look back and go, okay, learning lesson from this. Let's continue to grow and move forward. You know, Utah's a good team. They're a well-coached team. And I think they were the better team this weekend. All right. Uh, he is Jared All, co-host of this Buffs Nation podcast. Jared, Get back to your day, stay safe out there, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Again, Jared will be here next week in studio with Ryan, and we'll catch up with you guys then. So thanks, Jared. We'll talk to you to, uh, next week. And hopefully we have some good news to report about some more football coming up <laughs> yeah. this year, Tyler. Hopefully we do. Once again, uh, that was Jared All, the co-host of this podcast. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with what he said. Look, I wanted to find some reasons why, <laughs> right, the snow and the field and all that. And, and I love my buffs, but sometimes I get caught up making excuses as if they were my children. But uh, either way, buffs uh, not playing this weekend. Again, Oregon game has been canceled. CU is left without an opponent this week, so hopefully – you know, uh, this team stays healthy. They stay ready to go. I don't see any weird things happening like USC can't play, so therefore CU slides up. But you better believe the Buffs will be ready if they need to. So at this point, we can assume Colorado not going to play this weekend and they'll pick up practice next week for whatever bowl game is announced for CU. And I have heard that about half the bowl games are going to get wiped out this year. But still, I would be very surprised if we have seen CU play their last game of 2020. So once again, guys, thanks for listening this week to, to this uh, kind of a different show. Uh, for Ryan Smith, producer who's out. For Jared All, co-host who's out. I uh, want to thank both them. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. And again, recruiting news coming up. So there's, there's a lot happening this next week or so in CU football. But no opponent this week, so... All right, uh, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Everyone out there, stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week on the Buffs Nation Podcast. <laughs>